Welcome back to another episode of the Startup Therapy Podcast. This is Ryan Rutan from Startups.com, joined, as always, by my friend and partner, the CEO and founder of Startups.com, Will Schroeder. Will, I want to hear from you the story of your favorite startup ever. It can be any, any time. I don't care when. Like any, any era you want to pick from, your favorite startup story where they were built in like, you know, 15 to 20 hours a week. <laughs> Well, let me go down the list of nobody. <laughs> well, actually, hold on. Let's, you said 15 to 20. I think that number's too low. Let's go 30 to 40. Uh, okay. Still sure. can't name one. Ah. 40 to 50, probably not quite. 50 to 60, I can start coming up with some names and 60 plus. We're in that range. But I cannot name a single startup of note. And I'm sure one exists, right? Or two, right? But generally speaking... And we talked to thousands of startups and have been doing this for 30 years. I can't name any, if I'm being honest, but I can't name a single startup that I know of merit, whatever you yeah. want to call it, yeah. that was built in 40 hours a week or less. And yet we somehow have this, this myth or expectation. I'm not sure what it is. We should unpack it today that I can build a startup, a great startup, a successful startup from scratch out of nowhere and do it in less than 40 hours a week. Just work on regular life, have good work-life balance, and be good. Time to dispel that myth. <laughs> it I, cannot be if done. If you listen closely right now, Will, you can hear hearts breaking all around the internet <laughs> as people are listening to this podcast. It's happening. It's happening. Well, you know, Ryan, one of the things I think we do well in this podcast is we call bullshit on stuff. <laughs> we sure and, do. And there's a lot of bullshit in what we do, right? In the startup space. Yep. But I think in cases like this where... We have one school of thought of, again, I want this work-life balance and I, I want to be able to kind of live my life while building something great. Generally speaking, we tend to see your choice. It sucks, by the way. There's nothing cool about it. You have a choice. You can build something great of merit, something extra special out of nothing. Yeah, yeah. Or you can work 40 hours a week or less. Not both. Yeah, you get to, you get to do one. So I think that's what we should talk about. Okay, so let's talk about like one of the, the core foundations of why this has to be a myth, right? At the early stages, if you are 99.9999999% of founders starting out, you have very, very few resources at your disposal. There are exceptions to this rule, but very few, right? So we're generally starting out with very little in the bank in any way, shape, or form from an experience standpoint, from a cash standpoint, any of it, right? We just have very, very little resource to bring to bear. And that's where time becomes the one thing that we can throw at our business. So in the absence of all of the resources, time kind of becomes our currency. And so if that's the only currency we have, stands to reason, we're going to have to spend a good amount of it to achieve anything, right? We need 10x more than we could possibly have. So <laughs> yes. let's set the stage. Just so, so we're taking everything off the table as far as arguments. Let's say that you and I start a new startup, Brian, and you're the marketing guy and I'm the developer. And we're going to build something great. Cool. In our respective roles, there is at least 40 hours of marketing to do, at least in 40 hours of coding to do. Cool. But that's not the extent of our jobs right now. Correct. We have to do finance. We have to do fundraising. We have to do random legal stuff that we have. We have to do a million other jobs. And guess what? It's all due today. All of it. <laughs> So it's, it's not like we can get around to incorporation or we can get around to fundraising in a year or two. It's all due today. And if we don't get it done, if you don't get our shopping cart software set up, if I don't get you know our security set up, no one else is there to do it. 
So all of our milestones are completely tied to our hours, our contribution to the business. So if I'm going to say, hey, well, it normally takes me 40 hours a week to do my development work, etc. And now I'm like, cool. But there's also like another 40 to 80 hours of additional work that needs to be done (laughs) by someone that's obviously you and I now. Where else would that time come from? Like, Like, how else would you possibly get it done? It doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't. It doesn't. And, and again, like it's all due today and in very real ways, right? There's there's certainly people who are out there going, well, but does it all have to happen right now? It, it kind of does. <laughs> if you want to get paid. Yeah. If you want, if you actually want to get somewhere. So that's the thing. Like if you want to spend 25 years slowly building something, good luck having it still be relevant by the time you're done with it. But I'm sure that there's a way to solve this mathematically. I think what you and I are saying is practically speaking, having watched this play out dozens of times ourselves, and thousands upon thousands of times across all the startups we work with, we just don't have a case study of where that happened, right? So maybe there's a big company out there. It kind of can't. It just doesn't work, right? Part of it too is you and I started a new thing. The moment we start this thing, the moment we start, the clock is ticking to us no longer getting paid, right? So this is straight up survival. This isn't even us just saying, oh, you know, hey, it'll take longer to get something done. In most cases, it's, dude, If we don't get this done in a short enough period of time, we don't eat. Now, some people say, well, you know, it's not quite that crazy. You know, I could always go back to live with my parents. Yes, sure. Okay. But sort of not the point. (laughs) Sort of not the goal. The whole point is we have to try to figure out how to create all of these resources in a very short period of time with only two of us, in some cases, only one of us, depending on, you know, the size of the team. How else would we possibly get all that done? if not working more hours, like where else would that production come from? It won't. And so if we say, now I kind of just want to work the same amount of hours, but I somehow magically expect all these things to exponentially get done. And hey, by the way, and also get done in a time period that will allow for me to start getting paid. <laughs> that just doesn't work at all. I've never seen it work. Have you? I haven't. I haven't. And, and I'm not even sure what's driving the thinking behind that right? If you're entering into a startup and and the first thing you're thinking about is how do I make this thing fit my lifestyle? Now we've talked about this. We did a podcast not too long ago about how to make your startup fit your lifestyle, but that wasn't from day one, right? That that is an eventuality (laughs) and a process, but there's a period in which you've just got to throw everything at it. Now let's, let's also be fair I don't subscribe to the fact that we have to throw 80 hours at everything from the beginning or that you should wait until you have 80 hours to start your startup. I'm not saying that either, right? Yes, there are side hustles. Yes, you can start to dabble. You can start to explore. But from the moment we really start our startup, right, we start to build a team. We start to gather resources, just spend real money. We start to spend real time. We start to have expectations that it's ever going to pay us. At this point, you need to strongly consider investing pretty much everything you've got in it. My other question to anybody who is questioning this would be, why are you questioning it? Why would you be doing this if you didn't want to throw yourself into it completely? I think you and I will agree on this one, which is that like anytime we've decided to do something new, it's whole hog. And it's not because practically speaking, I have to do this. I have to make the time investment of 80 hours. Try to stop me. I fucking (laughs) dare you, right? I get so fired up and pumped up about shit. It's all I want to do. Right? right? Maybe that's right, right. the ADHD talking. I don't know. But once I get hooked on something, I'm in, 
right? You got to try to stop me. I'm not saying I'm better than somebody else because of that. I'm saying if you are about to do something and your first thought is, how can I get this done in 10 to 15 hours a week? You might be barking up the wrong damn tree. You're probably pursuing the wrong thing. It's not even that you're pursuing the right thing in the wrong way. You're probably pursuing the wrong thing. If that's your mentality, I've got a challenge with it. I really do. I don't, I don't have another way of getting around that at this point. There are two totally opposite uh, trains running in opposite directions. I want to do as much as possible, turn water into wine, create something out of nothing, and I want to figure out how to expend the least amount of effort to do it. <laughs> Those are polar opposite directions, right? Another version, we've done whole podcasts on this, is when people say, well, I want to try three or four things at the same time and see which one plays out. You couldn't possibly make a worse bet. It's so hard to get one thing to ever work out with all of your time and all of your attention. If you want to guarantee you'll screw it up, do two, do yeah. three. <laughs> I can tell you, because I've run this experiment. I spent a decade of my life placing all those bets and I did okay, but I can tell you straight up, it was night and day compared to whenever I put all my attention into one thing. But it's the same concept. When you're putting all of your attention, all of your focus, all of your energy, all of your excitement into one thing, that's how you create great things. If your mentality is, how do I inhibit this? How do I do as little as possible, right? Or a limited amount of possible and, and expect to achieve a great outcome? Now, we've talked about this too. There is a threshold where you're also putting too much time. Too 100%. much time being, you're just burnt out. Right. In other words, after like 60 hours, 70, 80 hours, just honestly, it's your least valuable work. There is a threshold. What we're talking about ain't that right. We're not talking about what gets you to exhaustion. We're saying that 40 hours a week ain't a lot. Now, you may be the most productive person ever. Right. But for this particular job, sort of doesn't cut it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's the thing, because this isn't just a job. It's like 100 jobs right? And most of them are undefined, right? So you're, you're simultaneously trying to manage, strategize, figure out how and what needs to get done, and then also do all of it, or most of it, or at least some of it, right? But to your point, right? Yeah, you can spend 80 hours and also get nothing done. So we're also not saying if you just throw a lot of time at a startup, it will be successful. You can absolutely spend 60 hours and accomplish nothing. So, you know, be careful how you're spending your time, but do expect to spend a lot of it, right? Let's back up then again, and let's talk about a little bit about like, where do these expectations come from? Like, who is walking into this and going, here's what I want. Is, is this coming from some, you know, are they jumping out of something else? And they're just saying like, look, this, uh, what I was doing before was killing me. And now I need something that's a bit lighter. Is it the corporate environment that's fooling us into thinking, look, if, if they can run billion dollar companies on four hour or four day work, uh, four day work weeks, and nobody's working more than 36 hours a week, why can't I do that with my tiny little startup? Right. Is that where this is coming from? And you can once you become a massive company, right? <laughs> yep. We don't work nearly as many hours as we used to, right? Our business no, hours at startups.com sure. is, is nine to six with an hour for lunch. And we certainly don't work weekends. So there's no expectation. There's no discussion of it. And even after six o'clock, generally speaking, our Slack channels are empty, right? A couple chats here or there, but generally speaking, it gets really quiet right? Now, was it always that way? No, we're oh, 11 no. years into the business, right? <laughs> yeah. Do you know why we have that luxury? Because some poor bastards like the two sitting on this podcast right now spent 80 hours a week in their first few hours to create that luxury. It's something that is, is created and earned. When I go work for a 
big corp and to your point and, and I, I can work my nine to five and I can you know check out and not think about the office again it's because they don't need you <laughs> that company will be just fine whether you clocked in or not it's hit a threshold where yes I'm sure your job is important I'm sure you're a contributor but if your plane goes down tomorrow the company is going to be just fine it's a scratch that heals, right? If you're 50% of the company's output or 100% of the company's output and you're not putting in 100%, the company doesn't have 100% output, right? You're automatically exactly. operating exactly. at a low margin, right? Why would you think that's okay? Right. And so like, look, again, 40 hour work week in the context of a mature systematized business where someone figured out how incorporation and fundraising works out 50 years ago before you were probably even born. You're golden. Yes, work 40 hours a week at that job. Enjoy the rest of your life. We're saying this isn't that job. The business of starting things, you're nowhere near that threshold. It's literally like starting your career. You get right out of college and be like, well, I just want to retire. You know, I kind of yeah. want to live that much. So like, this is quite literally what I hear when people are telling me this, right? And I'm, I'm not trying to bash on founders who have this aspiration. I probably am a little bit, but it's so hard to hear that. And not, again, not just because I'm like, look, I had to earn it the hard way you do too. I mean, that is true because that's just really the only way to earn this, right? And, and so before we just jump into it and saying like, I would like to be entitled in the future, cool, do that. But saying like, I want to be entitled from the beginning, that's not how it works, right? Entitlement comes with some level of effort, right? You should have to earn these things, not because that's what makes it valuable. That's what it takes to actually get there. So if you have these aspirations, what I don't want to see, what will break my heart is having people start this with the wrong expectation and then have it fail and then look back and go, well, that didn't work. Well, no shit, right? It wasn't going to work from the beginning. That's sort of the point, right? And again, if you have some magic ability to get it done in 40 hours a week or less, and there's no, no magic of 40 hours, it has less to do with the actual number of hours. I know we're using that because it's a metric everyone understands. It has more to do with the time investment in commitment to the business, right? The commitment to me is it, right? That's, that's the part that we're really talking about. I don't care how many hours you actually work. I care that from the beginning, you're thinking, how do I make this easy on myself? It's not going to end well. Right. I, I don't, it's not that I don't want to see you succeed that way. I'm just 99.9% .9 sure you won't. You're going to be disappointed and I'm going to be disappointed on your behalf. I don't need that. You know, something that's really funny about everything we talk about here is that none of it is new. Everything you're dealing with right now has been done a thousand times before you, which means the answer already exists. You may just not know it, but that's okay. That's kind of what we're here to do. We talk about this stuff on the show, but we actually solve these problems all day long at groups.startups.com. So if any of this sounds familiar, stop guessing about what to do. Let us just give you the answers to the test and be done with it. Right. And it, I looked at it like in the early phases when I was building my first startup. At the end of the day, let's say it was whatever time, six o'clock, seven. We didn't really have business hours back then, so I wouldn't have thought about it in the same way. But there was work that needed to be done it would never occur to me to just not do it. If we're right in the middle of a client engagement or we're right in the middle of a, uh, in a ship date and like I just decided ar arbitrarily that at six o'clock, it's not important anymore. Again, I know people are gonna look at that and go like, oh my God, that's such an unhealthy you know, view of life. I get it. We do whole episodes, like you said, about making sure you don't run yourself into grand cure stuff. However, there is a point where you actually have to do that. There is a point, I'm not saying kill yourself, I'm saying there is a point where, you know, you kind of don't get to take weekends off, right? There is a point 
where maybe things are going great or maybe things are going bad. But either way, you have to triple down and get the work done. Yeah, we don't get weekends. We get work ends. We can stop when the work ends. When the work is done, we get to stop, right? It doesn't happen very often, right? But it happens. Exactly. But it happens when the work is done. I look at it in like, I'm so ingrained in this mentality. And, and by the way, I'm not going to say that my mentality is the right mentality. It is not. But I, the way I am built, I've told you this before. I have two modes. I have work and guilt. I'm either working or I feel guilty. <laughs> it's one or the other. It's a totally binary trigger. And, and, by, and I, I wish that on no one. But I do know that if the end of the day comes, whatever time it is, right? And there is stuff that has to be done has to be done. Not like, hey, it could get done whenever I'm just arbitrarily decided to do it. Has to be done. I just assume it has to get done. I just assume everything else gets cleared off my plate yep, and that has done. to get done. I've never grown up in any other context. Like I've never grown up in a context. Here's a good, good example where if I don't get it done, someone else will do it for me. I've never, I've always worked without a net. So for me in life, if something didn't go all right, if I didn't make my own supper, if I didn't kill my own food, I wasn't going to eat. And so the idea that I could not do something or not make a commitment and still have it turn out all right is foreign to me. But to be fair, it's not foreign to a lot of people, which is kind of the genesis of this episode. That's, it's absolutely true. Right. And I think it, it depends on, you know, what your own background is. But I think that here's the important part, regardless of what safety net you had or have now, the rules of the startup environment don't necessarily change just because you came up differently, right? Look at whatever example you want. Like in, in my case, it was, you know, a lot of my hard knocks and this shit just has to get done came from my period on the farm, right? We lived on a farm. Yes, my father was a foot and ankle surgeon, but I was a 40 hour a week plus farm hand and a student and, 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 and a student athlete, all these other things, right? And in that situation, if you didn't do the things you were supposed to, things died, Right. One of the most horrific stories I have from my childhood was I decided one Saturday morning not to go out and bucket feed my calves from my little cattle business I was running before my basketball game. Right. I decided to do it after I got back. They were all very young. When I got back, one of the seven was dead. His name was Star. And it still fucking kills me to this day that that was 100% my fault. If I had gone out at five when I was supposed to and not at 945 when I got back, he'd be alive. Well, technically, he'd probably be a hamburger. You son of a bitch. Right? He'd be a hamburger. <laughs> right? So still wasn't going to end great for him, but it wouldn't have ended the same way. Right? And that, that, you never let go of stuff like that. Right? When you realize the value of work at that level, when things have to get done, they have to get done. Right? Does everybody have to go through that level of trauma to get there? Probably not. Just take my trauma and accept it. Right? Take Will's trauma and accept it. Like this is what we, we're here to keep you from having to go through some of this stuff. But the lesson is still there. Right? When something has to get done, something's non-optional, you want your startup to survive and thrive, there are things that just have to get done. And doing that in 20 hours a week is highly unlikely to happen. I'll give some counterpoints as to, okay, Will, Ryan, you guys sound like a bunch of psychopaths. What if I don't want to do what you're doing? Are you trying to tell me that there's no hope for my business? Absolutely not. Just want to be clear. Absolutely not. What we're saying is you can often build an okay business with a smaller, not a small, a smaller amount of effort, but for businesses that start to become an enterprise, an enterprise is something where you have 10, 20, 50, 100 employees. And I'm not saying that's always the goal. Definitely not saying it should be your goal. I'm saying if it's your goal, that is a whole other thing. If all you're, if you're a one-man consulting shop and all you're worried about is your own client work, work whatever yes. hours you want, yep. right? Exactly. Because um, you're the only person affected. When you have 10 people on payroll and your job is to make sure they stay fed all of the time and at five or six o'clock, 
or whatever your, your working hours are, you're like, nah, I'm good. I want to go play golf. We'll, we'll see how this business turns out tomorrow. Good luck with that one. Right? <laughs> because the stakes change completely. If you plan on building something that has kind of an exponential amount of accountability to someone other than yourself, those hours and those sacrifices are part and parcel. It's the equivalent of somebody said, hey, I want to have a kid, but I don't really like the part where you don't sleep at night and they, you know, they're going to wake up crying. I don't want to have to deal with any of that. It's like, no, nah, yeah. that's... T- Cool. Adopt a PhD candidate, right? Like, yeah, I, you know, there, there's so many things for me that are just broken about that expectation. But again, like the, the, the reason it really bothers me at your point, like if, depending on what you're building, this is less of an issue, right? But if you're building a true startup, right? Something that hasn't existed before, there's something nascent novel about it. And you have to go out and figure out shit that nobody's ever figured out before. It just takes time. Right? We talked about the value of time in a lot of different contexts, right? Just keeping your startup around long enough, right? This isn't exactly that, right? Because you could certainly do that just putting in five hours a week. In fact, you damn near guarantee that you would have to do it forever. But in this context, we're saying there's this concentrated effort that has to happen at the beginning. It's because in, in a lot of cases, a startup can't just start to generate revenue from the beginning, right? It can't just pay for itself and say like, okay, look, we'll just take whatever time we need to figure it out. What we're saying is get to that point, right? Get to that point where all of a sudden the runway kind of disappears, right? It goes off over the horizon. I can no longer see that point where it's like, it's the pass or fail moment. If we don't get to something by this point, then we got to stop doing this, right? Once that vanishes, right? Once that just disappears off into infinity, now you're at a point where you can start to make different decisions. But until you get to that point, there is a period of time in which you have to get this right or not, in which you will either fatigue and just not want to do it anymore. You will run out of money. Someone else will beat you to it. Whatever else is going to happen in the market's going to happen. And so I just, I hate to see founders enter into this and set up conditions for failure, thinking that what they're doing is building stability or longevity or a better health, whatever it is, it just doesn't end the way they think it's going to. They might set those conditions up but is it going to build that big scaled business that we just talked about? No, it's not. You know, there's, there's different ways to approach it. You may be like parents and you're saying, hey, that sounds cool, Will and Ryan, but I actually, you know, I, I don't have extra hours. Ryan, you and I are both parents. We can appreciate, you know, that challenge. What happens then is you say, look, all I've got is 40 hours a week. I've got to build something amazing and I've got 40 hours a week. Again, using this, this number as just a metric, but that's not really what it is. Your commitment changes because your consequence change. Your commitment says, I don't have a choice. I can't fuck around within 40 hours. Within those 40 hours, I can't be screwing around on social media. I can't be screwing around on Slack or anything else like that. I have to milk every bit of productivity out of every one of those hours in hopes that that optimization makes up for the fact that I can't put in the gross amount of hours to be in places in in two places at once and make it up with hours. Now, if you're fortunate enough that you have that kind of discipline that you can get stuff done, then yeah, maybe you can get it done in 40 hours. I'll say this though, history is not optimistic on this topic. We talk to a lot of founders and we, we are by no means the U.S. Census Bureau of every founder that's out there, right? And every founder has different stories. There's founders listening to this right now and they're shaking their heads like these are guys are idiots. Like I did everything I wanted to and I did it in 30 hours a week and awesome, cool. Call us, please. Call us, yeah, email us, Call us, please. welcome to the 1% of people that, that did it. What we're saying is statistically, if we looked at this on a bell curve and we said, how many people were able to build something great in number of hours? I guarantee the fat part of that bell curve would be 50 to 60 hours and I'm being generous, right? I'm being hopeful, right? We just don't see a lot of people do it. Now, the good news is over some period of time, knock on wood, that changes. Again, we're 11 years into startups.com. 
we do have a team that works 40 hours a week, right? That's it. And guess what? We don't need them to work more hours. There's plenty of stuff to do, but we're now at a point there's, there's enough people to do it. Right. What needs to get done or what will get done versus what has to get done has now completely changed, right? The has to get done stuff starts to reduce over time, 100%. Yeah, we built a product. We shipped the product 10 years ago. I mean, we built stuff since then. But like the zero to one, where we went from having no revenue stream to having revenue stream, broke the seal on that a decade ago. So guess what, new person that just joined? You don't have to do that. Congratulations, you get to sleep at night. That That was the point. That was the whole reason we did it. But if we're going into this new, or shit, Brian, if we went out and we, you and I started something new today, new today, there would be no version for as much as we know and as much experience as we have, et cetera, for me to say, oh, it's cool. You know, I'll, we'll maintain the same schedule and have the same output. I look at it and look, we might look at it and say, listen, I know what it takes to get to that level. And you've got three kids. I've got two kids. Our, our kids are just getting to the point where they're getting like the, in the fat part of their, their education and everything else like that. Like, there's no time for this, man. Like, I can't go do that because I can't go back to the 60, 80 hours of nonstop work, of doing nothing but focusing on that because the consequence, family, is too high right now. And that would be a perfectly valid understanding. And that's okay, right? That's, that's okay. I think that's part of the discussion here is you don't have to start a startup. <laughs> There's nobody holding the axe over your head saying, you know, start this or else, right? You've got to do this. And so you, you've got to be sure that you're in a position to do this. I want to touch on something that you hit on a minute ago, which was around like this, the amount of time you have to spend figuring things out. This is a big part of this, right? So there's, because I always hear, we're like, look, you know, I'm productive or I'm efficient. Sure, if you know what you're doing, but how often at the early stage of a startup company, do you know what's going to have value? You don't. You have to throw spaghetti at the wall and figure shit out. You will waste a ton of time with an early startup, but that's all time that you're spending figuring out what you need to do later so that you can get more efficient. But that efficiency comes over time and that's where things start to free up a little bit. But in those early stages, there's no version of you just saying, look, I will just be pinpoint efficient with my time. I won't waste any. If you actually knew what that looked like, cool. But I can guarantee you don't. We talk to founders all day, every day. It's all variables. They're trying to figure out what the hell actually matters and then spend their time on that. But that in itself takes time. That's where a lot of these early hours go is just figuring out what actually matters. There's a couple of points there that I want, I want to explode upon but what you said. One of them is when we say, hey, like Ryan Will, you guys both have like almost 30 years of experience doing what you guys do. So if you get into the next job, you'll be so much more efficient than last time. To your point, not really. Because no matter what we do next, it's a whole new set of variables. Yes, you understand marketing. Let's say, yes, I understand building products, but we're doing new marketing and we're building new products. So let's say, again, I was a developer and I was amazing at writing code. Cool. That assumes I know what I'm supposed to be coding. Exactly. I code something, I spend two months on it, two years on it, whatever it is, and then it winds up being the wrong thing. Now I have to do it all over again and then do it all. Same with marketing. You're running a bunch of marketing experiments. What worked at your last company? There's no reason it's going to work here. Exactly. Totally different demo, different marketing spend, etc. So not only does it not matter if we're efficient, sometimes we can be as efficient as possible and we'll try to be and experience as possible. But there's so many unknowns that we need that time, that extra effort to make up for how many things we have to keep redoing because there's so many unknowns, you know? 100%. Let's draw another parallel to Fortune 500 here, right? Let's just say if that wasn't true, if what you just said wasn't true, 
then it would stand to reason that the easiest way to start a startup company would be to go get people who are experienced in a particular field, gather them together, right? Pull people out of, you know, Google and wherever else, throw them together and their startup would just work because they all had the experience. They all knew the job, right? And they all just go build the new thing because it's just the same as the old thing, except that it's not, right? If that was the case, because how many times have we seen those pitch decks, right? You know, ex Google or ex Facebook, ex whatever, right? They have the same chance as anybody else, right? It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't, not that it doesn't mean anything, right? Those experiences are valuable. It doesn't hurt but it is not a formula for success in and of itself, right? Certainly a leg up in a lot of cases, right? It can certainly help you, but it does not guarantee some kind of outcome simply because you've done it before. If that was the case, then nobody other than a 30 year experience executive should start a startup company and then they would all be <laughs> successful at the end. That would be everybody's new retirement plan. It's like, you know, work 30 years, start startup, IPO, retire a billionaire, right? Cool, uh, show me how many times that's happened. It hasn't. And that's kind of what we're getting at. As far as we're concerned, if you can do it in fewer hours, Ryan, I'm sure you'll agree with me. If you can do it in fewer hours, do it, do it, please. Yeah, yes. do it by all means, by all means. All right. Also tell us how, what you're doing. Cause we want to do whatever it is that you're doing. <laughs> yes. Again, folks, the history here is not optimistic. Over the past 30 years, working with thousands and thousands of startups, both the successful ones and the not successful ones, we haven't seen anyone build something of merit. And of merit, I'm using that, that metric to mean where you have lots of other people working for you that you're responsible for. Again, if you're a one, two, five person show, different story, I wouldn't push on this as hard. But if you're trying to build something of any level of scale that again, has a certain amount of larger responsibility and you expect to limit the amount of output you have arbitrarily, especially in the formative years, which is what we're talking about, and still expect the same kind of output that you're seeing from all of those other companies, all of those other founders that have spent every waking hour to get the same output, it's just not going to happen. So in addition to all the stuff related to founder groups, you've also got full access to everything on startups.com. That includes all of our education tracks, which will be funding, customer acquisition, even how to manage your monthly financers. There's so much stuff in there. All of our software, including BizPlan for putting together detailed business plans and financials, LaunchRock for attracting early customers, and of course, Fundable for attracting investment capital. When you log into the startups.com site, you'll find all of these resources available.